You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, what's going on, everybody? At First in Foxborough, I'm down at Gillette Stadium right now. Patriots are practicing on Wednesday, and I am joined live by Mr. Andy Hart of WEEI. How are you doing, my man? I am tremendous. Uh, I'm enjoying getting back into the swing of the football season. Yeah, as, as uh, Cam Newton might say, uh, impeccable. 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 Although I want to stay here for a while, so I want to be here longer than Cam was here, so I won't steal all his his words. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know if you want to do everything the do. way Cam Newton was doing no. it. No. Um, but, but I mean, being impeccable, uh, there, there are worse things to be. Yep. All right, first of all, why not just, just look back one time at what happened on Sunday. What was your impression of that game and the way the Patriots won uh, I thought it was a good win. I thought it was, I, I called it a must-win game yeah. heading into it. So I'm going to give them credit for going out and handling their business. Like, I'm a big believer if, if I say you need to do something and you do it, okay, pat on the back. Far from perfect. There's plenty to clean up. But I thought you saw some things that against Mitch Trubisky, against a Steelers team that was playing without its best defensive player, like, yeah, you have to kind of paint the full picture. But... I thought there were some things they can build on. That's a second straight week where a team that has good weapons at the receiver position, guys that can challenge you and, and make you look silly, you met that challenge as a unit, as a defense. So I think that's something they can build on. I thought the front on defense was good. Another team, Najee Harris, below 50 yards. Another running game that you held in check. And then going to the offensive side of the ball, for an offense that's work in progress, the process, the whole thing, they ran the ball when they needed to run it at the end of the game, six-minute drive. I thought they ran it pretty well on a hole. I thought the offensive line was much better than they were a week earlier. Definitely. You put all that together, you got to win. I think that's where Bill Belichick says, yeah, obviously there's a lot of things we'd like to clean up and be better, but I thought some fruits of their labor were served. Yes, and you know what? I, I remember I was on with the both, both you and Fitzy. Uh, after the disaster practice, that Monday yep. horror show. Yep. And uh, I remember, I can't remember whether it was you or Fitzy that asked me, which do you think is going to be better? Like, what do you think is going to be best the soonest? And I said the offensive line in the running game. Mm-hmm. And I think they've shown signs of being able to do that through a couple of games. They, they, they have mixed in some of those outside zone run plays, those yep. kinds of things that we saw a lot of during camp, but they've been doing a lot of, and this is something we saw during the preseason too, a lot of the old school stuff. Yep. Just right down your throat, let's go, power, you know where we're coming, we're going to beat you there, and they've, they've been able to do it. It's the passing game that needs to get a bit on track, and uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but defensive line, I don't know if you watch uh, Bill Belichick do the, uh, the, the Bellistrator kind of things no, on Patriots.com. But he highlighted one play, a couple of plays, where the defense really stood up to that to the Pittsburgh running game very well. Devon Godshaw just just getting to the point of attack and, and, and squeezing things down, and Mac Wilson flying in to make tackles. I mean, the defense is looking kind of like what what we thought. It wasn't a fluke. Like they were looking solid during camp, and they have just generally stood up to that this, so far this year. Yeah, I think the defense's next challenge is. Are you the 2021 defense where certain matchups, certain teams, you're going to win. You can be dominant. You can make plays. What happens when you have to take it a couple rungs up the ladder and the challenge grows? And obviously part of that challenge will be this week with Lamar Jackson and then Aaron Rodgers. And then as you get down the road, the Bengals and the Raiders and different. 
But I'm also a big believer, like, you can only play the game that was in front of you that day, and I'll give you credit for what you do. I'll put it in perspective. Like, I'm not booking Super Bowl reservations. I'm not even saying right. book playoff. You know, yeah. plan a party yet. Um, but, like you said, this isn't just Dietrich-wise, Matt Judon have been good this week or last week. We're going on six weeks now yeah. where that defensive front in particular has looked good. And I'll add another layer to it. The Mac Wilson interception, or excuse me, Mac Wilson deflection that yeah. led to the interception. Yeah, that's an athletic play where if they By mix those in, yes, you mix those in. Then I actually thought uh, Jabril Peppers had his biggest impact. It looks like he's kind of rounding into whether it's form of learning the defense in his role, or maybe the knee is coming into full health, yeah. or a combination of both. So now you're adding layers to that defense that starts up front, and we know some of the building blocks. So. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the challenges they've had, I think they've kind of answered them. Yeah, and, and with, I think, Peppers in particular, right? You're talking about a safety group that's already had a couple of bumps and bruises already with uh, Kyle Duggar leaving that game Yep. Um, with, with a knee injury, and then you had Adrian Phillips go down with a rib injury in week one. But you have so many, and, and also Josh Bledsoe, can't forget about that, yep. Josh Bledsoe uh, being nicked up with the groin. But you because you have so many bodies in that position group that really helps you out being able to turn to Jabril Peppers as your fourth guy that that is that's exactly how they drew it up just I mean break glass in case of emergency but but that has worked out very well for them you mentioned challenges they're going to have to face and you mentioned that man Lamar Jackson who is I personally think going to be on on an MVP type rampage this season with with his contract situation being what it is Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots made some very interesting comments about Lamar Jackson today. Wow, that is very loud in the background. Yes, that um, is. So, okay, there we go. Why, why don't we go ahead and talk about those comments? What was interesting about them being? Well, I mean, first of all, he sort of, I thought, visually lit up when he was talking about Lamar. Yeah. Like, he was excited. Almost the Bill Belichick from the, what was it called, the 100 Greatest Players or whatever when he was on NFL Network. Yeah, and he's, like, talking about Ed Reed. Right, the guy who loves football and loves football players who play at a high level. I thought that Bill came out talking about Lamar Jackson. And then he had, like, a little throwaway line about answering the questions about being able to throw in the pocket. He said he's obviously answered those questions. Can't wait to see that contract, which I thought was out of character for Bill Belichick just to bring up another team's player's contract. and With, like, the, with that little goofy grin he sometimes yes. gets like, <laughs> I wonder what that contract's going to look for like. For him to even acknowledge like the idea that this guy's going to make whatever, $45 million a year was very was very funny to me. But you're right. You said Rampage. I've been using the phrase he's got to be in his bonnet. Like He wants to be paid right now. He wants to have that whatever $100 million deal inked, done. That's not the reality. They're playing it out. He's betting on himself, which so far is a a tremendous bet. Um, Because I've even been sort of a Lamar, not hater over the years, but I've had the questions about can can he throw throw? from the back? When he loses a step, how's that going to play out? In, you know, say he signs a five, six year deal, keeps running, but oh, now he's going to nagging this and nag. When he loses a step, how does that affect his game? I'm sorry. He's answering all those questions. And I actually think in a weird way, if I'm the Steelers, and if maybe they had some of the questions I had, yes, he's increasing his price. Or you mean the Ravens? I mean the Ravens. Yes, he's increasing his price, but he's also answering my questions. And if he answers my questions, maybe I don't care about paying the price. You know what I mean? Like, if you know what you're going to get, I 
I have this theory that no team, if they give the money to the right player, ever regrets the contract. Right. It's when the player is wrong. So yeah. if the guy is good, I don't care whether I pay him eight million, ten million, twelve. If he's good. Yeah, and, and I mean that, and so that's an interesting point, right? People were really tripping about the the Kyler Murray contract yeah. for for the Arizona Cardinals. That I get in terms of like, okay, is Kyler Murray the kind of guy that you should be paying that that much money to? At the same time, going rate for quarterbacks, it just is what it is. Lamar Jackson, I don't think I've got those questions because he's just that kind of player. He's been continually showing you that he's that kind of player, and then he's getting better every single year. That's huge. That's huge to me is he is getting better because in college, I thought he flashed and plateaued a little bit. Won the Heisman his sophomore year, I guess it was, and then kind of leveled out turnovers. It seemed like defenses maybe like, okay, this guy is a unique athlete, but if we play him a certain way, we can get him to make some mistakes. I don't see that evolution in the NFL. I saw a guy that he played, he won the MVP, and now he's altering his game, changing his game, growing his game yeah. as he evolves as a player. And I also think he, he does Do you have any questions about him? Like, even the Kyler Murray thing, clearly there were some questions there about work ethic. Yeah, it's like studiousness. Like, you know, I don't think you've got those questions about I don't about have any Lamar. questions about Lamar, and the more he does, the more I'm willing to pay him. The one thing I also found interesting about Bill's little smirky comment is well Bill if Lamar drives the price up a rising tide lifts all boats and you have a boat named Mac Jones that's going to want to be paid at some point so I just was thinking like Bill that you hope that's you in a couple years I was I was actually going to take it in that direction and I don't know if you saw Ben Bolin on uh, the Greg Hill show this morning was talking about just that like yeah I wonder how much the Patriots are going to love Mac Jones in a couple years when middling quarterbacks are going to be making 40 million because I mean, with with the assuming the salary cap continues to go up, it will. that that's that's a real possibility. I mean, if if the salary cap ends up being almost two hundred sixty million dollars, yep. the way it's projected in two years, then yeah, you could pay a a, a okay decent quarterback forty million dollars and it not be twenty percent of your salary cap. Right. Like that, that's insane. But the question is, are they going to feel like doing that? I have had a little bit of. Okay, with, with Mac Jones, I haven't been feeling it these first first couple of games. The, the numbers were fine in in this past game, but but the, the comfort in the pocket doesn't quite seem like he's there. He's missing throws that he doesn't normally miss. The decision-making, I think that some of it is just because he's testing what he can get away with right now. And, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that to an extent, but... Do like I, I want to see more from him. I want to see more consistency. That said, I'm not on this whole deal where oh my god, after two starts in his second season, he's not the guy. Like I feel like that's tripping. But I feel like by the end of year two, you want a clearer picture. Where do you fall on this? Uh, I think anybody right now who makes a definitive statement about Mac Jones, I don't trust. I don't believe. I to me, there's not enough. You available cannot, you information cannot either direction. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't tell me he's going to be a 12-year franchise QB that you're going to ink up to a ridiculous... And you also can't tell me, ah, he's not the guy. The truth is somewhere in the middle. It's too early, and especially when you bring in the layers, new system, new coaches, the talent around him. What do you think of it? Is it good enough? Is it not good enough? All of those layers, you're going to tell me... So we're 19... 20 games into his career, if you conclude the postseason. That, that was his 20th start that he just completed on Sunday. His 20th you can't start. make a definitive no. statement. And and you really shouldn't be shouldn't be looking to. Like, don't rush the process. That's like somebody on, like, the third date being like, I don't know, should I propose? Is this really the one? 
how about we just let it play out? How about, you know, you go to dinner a couple more times. Maybe you spend the night. Like, there's an evolution in the relationship. I think this relationship needs to evolve. So, I agree with... Like, I didn't think he played well at all in Pittsburgh. Um, I had him on my thumbs down on our website. And the thing that was most concerning with me is, like, the interception to Parker is a bad throw. That had nothing to do with Parker, Matt Patricia, the offensive line, anything. That was just bad. Bad throw. And Matt's going to make his money making good throws, at good reads, and then accurate throws, Ken, right? The Kendrick Bourne miss on the dig route on the yep. inside, another one. The, the pocket was it was clean. It was clean, and he just missed the throw. Those are the ones that bother me because there's no excuse. There's no, like, that makes That wasn't go, about play hmm, calling. That wasn't about prote- His protection was fine. Right. So there are some of those that I think are concerning, but the bigger picture is you just it, it's a total incomplete I'm not even sure you'll know by the end of this year. That's, by the end of next year is probably when you're like that that's, fish or cut bait, you know, poop or get off the pot kind of situation. That's exactly what what I'm thinking, and I think that what I'm starting to wonder about when you see, and again, this is two starts into their third seasons, but when you see Tua have the game he just had, where you're like, wow, I don't know that I I knew right. that he had that in his game, and some of it is the supporting cast that he sure. now has around him, right? You can throw the ball up to Tyree Kill down the field. And, and, I mean, it's not just him and Jalen Waddle doing this, right? But but then you look at what Jalen Hurts is doing and all the doubts about, man, is Jalen Hurts really it? Like, can he cut it as an NFL quarterback? Yes, it, it's two starts in. But now you see your real improvement in year three now. Maybe it's like year three is what everybody thinks year two is in terms of do you – is this the dude now? Yeah, and, and Hurts is a great example because he's a guy that I had my doubts about. Watching some of the games, and what always bothered me with him is he'd miss the what I would term gotta have it throws. And I don't mean games on the line, I gotta have it. I Just mean gimmies. seven yard out, hit yeah. the damn tight end in the hands and let him turn up field for a first down. You can't overthrow him, you can't underthrow him. He makes those throws now, and then he can do some spectacular other things that have always been sort of a portion of his game. But yeah, I think these these rush to judgments that we all do, I guess, in different yeah. mm-hmm. different areas of it's the life. You know, this is probably maybe a deeper issue than just football and quarterbacks. It's probably the the Twitter world, the social media, everything's boom, boom, boom. That restaurant's great. That restaurant sucks. Well, maybe you just had a bad meal that night. Maybe you know, maybe the chef was off that night. Whatever. You know what? Look, I try to have that discussion with my wife all the time. Like, just because we had, we had one bad meal out of five doesn't mean we got to throw this place on the bad list forever and. Ever. And like four of them were good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, let's, right? let's swing back around to the other side there. The positivity. Look at me being the positive I one. I know. Here. We've 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 but had you turning over some new leaves. This I just year. it's weird because I do <laughs> think there's just so much extreme in yeah. the sports media now. And like on a Sunday, I, and and some of the um, shows even like overreaction Monday. Oh like they God. play it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. it's like it was one game. It was a great game, or it was a terrible game. We'll see you next week. Like Trent Brown. Week one, I didn't think it was very good. Trent yeah. Brown, week two, I thought was better. Offensive line, I thought was better this week. So maybe we'll wait till there's at least like a rubber match, a tiebreaker. Okay, we're one and one now. Yeah. Can we get a third one? Yeah. So, yeah. The way I put it is like, and again, like almost using playing up the whole science thing. It's like you got to do the whole experiment. You got to collect all the data, and then you crunch it, and then you figure out where where we're at. And then once you get to the third round, okay, like like the third time you do it, it's like okay, fine, I I see it. This is all following Pattern the plan. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But right now we're not there. No. Right. And, and I mean, this is the thing that I would I was bitching about with all the second year quarterbacks, right? Because because like Justin Fields and Trey Lance were dueling in in, in a puddle. 
in week one. Right. And, and people are like, well, Trey Lance is a bust. And it's like, how? The guy right. started like three games. Right. And, and you know, Justin Fields has a bad game in week two. And it's like, well, he might not be the guy. Trevor Lawrence has a good game in week two after being, eh, whatever, in week one. And then it's like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, that's it. That, right. That's that, that's the dude now. It's like, we just don't know enough. Okay, let's get off this because I feel like we could do this for a while. Yep. I want I want to just grab one, one, one more thing with you before we hop off. Justin Haran. Yeah. Gets traded. Like, we found out Justin Haran got traded at the very end of Bill Belichick's media availability. And Mark Daniels of the Providence Journal is just like, hey, Bill, can you uh, confirm that Justin Haran just got <laughs> traded? And everybody's like, wait, what? And Bill's just like, oh, uh, well, uh, when we can, we can. And it's like, bro, you know. Yep. It's like, you just you probably just executed that trade. Yep. Yep. Like, like you walk, you walked into the media room and you just executed that trade like twenty minutes ago. Yep, you you can definitely confirm that. Okay. Anyway, what's your take on on Haran getting traded to the Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders again? Josh McDaniels is picking up all our scraps, and what that means for the tackle depth on this team. Well, I actually don't think it really changes the tackle depth because I thought Justin Haran was pretty bad in the summer, pretty bad with his opportunities, and I don't know when it was, but years ago. I can remember Bill saying, just because you have a name on a depth chart doesn't mean you have depth. If right. you don't want to play that guy, if you don't feel good about him jogging out onto the field to play left that's or right not tackle, depth. that's not depth. So I actually think this was just like end of the line for Justin Huron here. We tried to develop you. We gave you opportunities. Maybe we thought you were going to be something. You weren't. Maybe Josh McDaniel still thinks you're going to be something. Dave Ziegler, they're taking an opportunity. I mean, but- they traded him for... For two late round 2024 picks, which is basically like the bag of Fritos you can yes. get out of the vending machine. They just toss that over to Correct. Josh McDaniels. Now, the interesting name here, I think, to add to the mix is Marcus Cannon. Yes. And Okay, so let's rewind. I think the offensive line that I had called a house of cards struggled at times this summer, struggled at times in week one. Week two, I thought they took a nice step forward. So now you're that five-man unit that I like. But now we go back to, I still think you're a house of cards. If one of you isn't out there, now I'm concerned. Really. So if Marcus Cannon joins the mix as just a a veteran body experience, you know, one time, you know, second team all pro, but I don't even need that. Are you better than Justin Haran? That's all. I don't need to know, are you Marcus Cannon, who I signed once to a $30 million deal? Nope. Don't need that, Marcus Cannon. Marcus Cannon, are you better than Justin Haran is the question I need to Marcus ask. Marcus Cannon, can I put you on the field and you won't embarrass me? Correct. So I actually don't think it it, it has any change in the depth because, as I said, I think Haran's time here was, was over. He played himself out of a job over the course of a summer um, with the opportunities, the penalties, the not playing well, the whole thing. He wasn't good. Um, yeah, Yadni Kajust seemed to, or Kajust seemed Kajust to jump just passed him up, yep. So to me the big question is because you have Kajust, you have some other bodies can Marcus, is Marcus Cannon a legitimate option? If he is, that makes me feel a little better about the line. Because now I have a guy I can put out there. He's a right tackle primarily. Move Win back to left if I need to. Replace Win at right, whatever. We, we know Mike Onwenu can do whatever, play yeah. across the board somewhat. So, to me, Justin Huron, irrelevant. The question is, what does this say about Cannon? We'll probably get that answer sooner or later as things unfold. Yes, and you would hope that it doesn't come with us finding out what that looks like with uh, you know Trent Brown or Isaiah Wynn being out no. for the year with a serious injury. No, no, no. Let's let's not have that. Nope. I mean, in an ideal case, it never happens in the NFL. But yeah. in an ideal case, the five guys that they're putting out there right now, they will put out there for the next fifteen games, and you'll go, "Wow, that offensive line really you know hit the ground running in week two and picked up steam and stayed healthy and was because that would make." 
everybody's job easier. Now, their chances of that happening are probably very, 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 very low. Indeed. But you know what, Mr. Positivity? Let's keep our fingers okay. crossed on that one. Thank you very much, Andy Hart, for joining me. And this has been another episode of First in Foxborough. Make sure you download, subscribe, listen on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. See you.